Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the off-season. This is our second installment of Bring Back One Legend from your club. We're going to go through four teams today. The Canterbury Bulldogs, the Manly Seagulls, the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Brisbane Broncos. A few days ago, we went through the bottom four teams. We went through those ones, brought back our legends that we want for 2023. Go and have a watch of that one if you haven't already. But joining me at the bar once again, he's getting a little bit too comfortable up here. Part of the furniture... Matty, the water boy. Welcome back, mate. What's going on, Guru? I'm loving it up here. I know you are, yeah. It's fun. It's great. (laughs) Uh, Mate, these four teams, respectfully, a little bit more interesting than the last four, I think. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, when we did the research for the last one, it didn't take that long. Mm. Um, And I didn't kind of think anything of that. It was just like, oh, there was a couple of obvious candidates in in all of these, whether, whether they've been, you know, poor for a certain amount of time or whether they've had like a complete standout, like kind of both situations. But these four teams, the the Dogs, the Manly, the Dragons, the Broncos, they're all like such rich history yep. with like, you know, so many absolute incredible players. Um, this is a lot harder. Heaps harder. Yeah. Now, before we do kick off uh, with the Dragons, obviously when we did the West Tigers the other day, we spoke about guys from Balmain and from the Western Suburbs Magpies. For the Dragons, we've put a line in the sand Yeah. that uh, you can't go, what was it, before 1998, I think it was, or 99, when the St. George Illawarra Dragons came in, simply because I'll fucking give it away if I'm picking Immortals from the 60s. Yeah, I mean... My dad didn't even watch these guys, so yeah. how am I supposed to pick up? Yeah, so uh, we're just going to focus on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Still a pretty rich history, obviously, making two grand finals. And uh, obviously not the most competitive side at the moment, but throughout that time, 
They've had some cracking players, some cracking teams. So plenty to get stuck into there. We're going to kick off with the Canterbury Bulldogs. Now, the Bulldogs have obviously made a couple of big signings this year. You've got Reid Marnie arriving, Viliama Kickout, etc. I've uh, got your Matty Burtons, these sort of stars that are already at the club. Mate, the forward pack is pretty stacked for me. I do think that if Canterbury are going to win a comp over the next few years, I think they probably either need to sign an elite uh, fullback or an elite halfback. Yeah. I think one of the two, uh, I think whichever one they sign, I think they can genuinely contend with either having Avrilo at fullback or Flano at seven, but I think they need to fill one of those spots. So that's the sort of direction I'm looking in. What are, what are you looking at here? After a long thought process, I, I'm in a, or like a similar, similar boat, but the first kind of players I thought of were forwards. Mm. First person that sprung to mind was James Graham. Mm. Then I thought a bit further back, I thought maybe Steve Price, Roy Zatasi. But then I really, you know, took a look at this team and I thought they could do, as you said, with a, like a hectic fullback. And you can put Avrilo somewhere else. Like that doesn't mean Avrilo gets cut. You can put Avrilo somewhere else. Um, obviously, when I think Bulldogs fullbacks, the first person I actually thought of was Luke Patton. But I'm going to have to go with Benny Barber. Yeah. Um, I think we mentioned it on a pod recently. Apologies, I'm a bit sick. Uh, a, a, a bit recently, like how freakish Benny Barber was. I think I think 2011, he might have scored as many tries or more than 2012. And 2012 was his M year. Um, 2010, we spoke about this as well, when he just come on the field off the bench and he, he scored a couple of tries against the Roosters. He'd do the X factor. I think you said you were... Yeah, that was the name of our touch team touch for a couple team. of years. Fuck, that's so. I love that. Yeah. Um, it was right up there. No one got it, but it was right up there. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that 2012 year for Benny Barber was an absolute highlights reel. Um, just, I'm sure you've all watched it, but do yourself a favour and just do it again. Yeah. Uh, look, my obviously I was a South, oh, I always have been South and... Uh, there was a lot of Bulldogs fans in my school when I was in year 12. That was when I graduated. So I didn't really get to appreciate Benny Barber as much as I would have liked because I was definitely in Team Greg English. That seemed to be the <laughs> school-wide argument at the time, English or Barber. Um, I wish I kind of sat back and appreciated Benny Barber a yeah. little bit more. But, you know, now that I've gotten a little bit older, I've, you can really sit back and appreciate what he did for the Bulldogs. And if you bring that 2011-2012 form back and you slot him in this team... Fuck me, they're they're a premiership threat. It's game changer, isn't it? Hundred percent. And obviously, the other fullback you mentioned there was the great uh, Luke Patton. Uh, and you know, if I had to describe these two, compare them, you know, Luke Patton was always an eight out of ten here. Mm. Ben Barber could go to an eleven out of ten. Yeah, he just had that slightly higher ceiling. And I mean, and also Luke Patton played for what is in the top ten. Yeah, games played for the doggies. Benny Barber's not, but he's in the top five or six for try scores. You know, he scored like 72 tries for the Bulldogs. Doesn't actually shock me. It's, yeah. Like, that did that actually did shock me. I didn't yeah. think he was there for long enough to, to score that many tries, especially at fullback. But he, Clearly he stacked was. them up. Yeah. He, he was incredible, Ben Barber. And obviously, when you are talking about, you know, his career at the Canterbury Bulldogs, that was, you know, his absolute apex. He was great at Cronulla as well. There's no doubt about it. But 2011-2012... Very, very hard to top. Just getting up those stats of how many tries he did score at the Bulldogs. 97 games, 72 tries. Now, keep in mind, he spent the first half a season coming off the bench. That's what I mean. Like, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I'm looking at his first, uh, his first 19 games. He started three times. 
twice at uh, four times. Twice at fullback, once at five eight, once at halfback. Yeah, he actually wasn't the full time fullback until his thirty first game at the Canterbury Bulldogs. He still scored seventy tries. It's crazy, From isn't 90. it? It's unbelievable. It is crazy. Yeah, that's like that's winger ratio, especially back then. Unbelievable. I still think, and I've, I will die on this hill. Um, I still think his time at the Sharks was underrated, like criminally underrated. underrated. Yeah, he was. He was. It's hard to say just as good, but fuck, he was close. Yeah, he was, and, and he wasn't the star of the show. No, he also just fit into the team, but. He was fucking tremendous. And, Matt, I agree with you. I think Barber, if I was going to bring back a fullback, which is one of the two positions I would, Barber would have been my pick. Uh, the other one is you've obviously got Flano at halfback, who, you know, another hill that I'm more than happy to die on. I think you can be successful with Flano. Yeah. Do I think he's a superstar? 100%. No. But you can be successful with Flano when you've got a Reed Marnie, a Burton, and if you had a star fullback. And if they, which which it seems like they're doing, if they just give him the preseason and stick with him, which didn't happen last year. Yeah, and I, I, I don't understand why Can I, I feel like he's just an easy scapegoat, Flanner. Yeah, no, I do. I feel ridiculous. like Canterbury fans just go after him because, I mean, how many halfbacks would not be given a preseason? Have their coach change mid-season? Have a new five-eight arrive? You know, at the start of the season, have a halfback playing hooker, realistically, Jeremy mm. Marshall King, uh, and do what he did. You know, he's missing. He was missing Luke Thompson, his best forward. Like, yeah, I, I think if by the end of next season, Flano still hasn't, you know, delivered and really stepped up, fine, I'll hear the arguments. But I think it's ridiculous at the moment. Yeah, totally agree. But I would still, if I was going to replace two positions, it would be fullback and halfback. Um, so you, you've gone with fullback. I'll go with halfback. And, you know, obviously a lot of guys that pop up here. Uh, the two big ones, though, Brent Shifty Sherwin, uh, champion player. We've spoken about him a lot in the offseason. Isn't he a classic guy that we would talk about? Just sort of underappreciated, mm. underrated, never played a rap footy, but an absolute fucking weapon. I loved, I loved, um, like, you and Jacko went pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, on, I, I on knew he'd be the sort of guy that Jackson would appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Well, like, great kicking game, just fantastic footballer, Shifty. Um, I mean, if you get the nickname Shifty mm. in the yeah. NRL. You got to be good at what you do. Yeah. Uh, the other one, obviously, Steve Mortimer. We're going back pretty far here, but one of the great sevens of all time. Uh, mate, another one I'll chuck in there, and you know, we haven't really set down the rules for this podcast and how we're going to do it and whatnot. But another guy that did play at Canterbury, back end of his career, wasn't his best, but um, Ricky Stewart. He finished his career there as well. Oh, true. He's another one if you wanted to take peak Ricky. Conversation becomes very interesting. But one of those guys, uh, probably, I'd probably go with Brent Sherwin. I think. Mm. Without a doubt, a little bit of bias there because I watched his whole career and absolutely loved him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if you're going to replace any bulldog, I think it would be the seven or the one. You mentioned off the dome, off the top, so many great forwards: your Willie Masons, SBWs, these sort of guys. So many guys you could bring back into this side. But I think they've got a good enough forward pack to get by if they have a superstar at one or seven. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. And I, it's funny, like the. I've watched a few highlights of, of Steve Mortimer and there's that great footage of him uh, playing for the Blues where he just drops to his knees. Yep, and the best. It's just, it's, it's hectic. But again, like it's, and I saw a comment, like someone, someone was whinging that um, we only pick players from the last 20 years. Well, I've only been watching footy since 2002. It's very hard for me to fucking um, pick someone who played in the 80s. But um, yeah, growing up watching Brent Sherwin, I loved the doggies as a kid because um, South was so bad. So that were kind of like the team that you love to play with on play on rugby league live and, and all that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
It was a pleasure to watch Brent Sheeran. Another, like, I'm very happy to call him one of the most underrated players ever. Without doubt. I was reading that comment the other day and I got to something about the 1963 Dragons and just went, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm why out. I think that's that's why I, I thought, let's just fuck off the... Yeah, tap me out. I'm yeah. done. Um, yeah, Canterbury. Uh, uh, funnily enough, actually, uh, Blue Wealth Property, who are going to be sponsoring beers and break-evens again this year, went and had a meeting with them the other day. Tony's right-hand man is uh, Steve Mortimer's young bloke. Oh, Small really? Small world. Yeah. Big Canterbury man, obviously, Tony. So, shock me. He, yeah. he went and picked him up from the dogs. Uh, mate, let's move to the Manly Seagulls. And uh, very, very interesting. I've got so many fucking names written down here. It's not mm. even funny. And I look at the Manly side, and we spoke about it on Bloat the other day, that they're obviously losing a lot of guys. I think they can replace most of them, except for probably Dylan Walker coming off the bench. But... Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to bring back someone from all time if they're going to be a 14, realistically. Mm. I've got a heap of names written down here, mate. I'm very interested to see which direction you go, yeah. which which of mine you rule out, or you might add someone new to the fucking list. I've got no idea. What, which avenue are you heading down? I am going to completely contradict what I said about three minutes ago. Good. Uh, <laughs> about picking someone that I didn't really watch. But... I, I did have a bunch of names, but there's only one name I'm kind of gravitating towards. And see, we are talking about this before, and we and we don't re- reveal who we've got, but we were talking about, like, the balance of each team. Yeah. Like, with the Bulldogs, it's pretty obvious, like, you can put a fullback there because you can move Avrilo because there's, like, that, there's a hole there. But, like, whilst Manly aren't, you know, without Turbo especially, like – crazy crazy like they're not Penrith for example yeah they're still pretty well balanced like it's not like there's like holes anywhere as you just said so this one was pretty hard and I didn't I thought okay the one that like leaps out to me is 5'8 only because Schuster hasn't played there yet but like Schuster who knows what Schuster can do he can do anything so I'm gonna go with a 5'8 I didn't want to go with Foran because like we haven't even seen Manly play without him yet. I mean, we have, but like we haven't because he just left. So I'm just going to put in Cliff Lyons. Yeah. And I'm going to move Schuster to the back row, obviously. Mm. So, you know, I mean, if you pick, if you pick Steve Menzies, that'd be great. But <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, well, I, mate, the, the first two names on my list were um, Cliff Lyons and Bieber. Yeah. But as you said, if you do pick Cliff Lyons at six, it solves another problem where He's, you can move Schuster to yeah, the edge, and that, and so. that's and that's what I was I was kind of thinking. Because I because I was thinking about guys like um Beaver, Gifty. Yep. Thought about Chucky Watmo. Yep. Um all these fucking greats who and I watched obviously all of them. Didn't watch Cliff Lyons, but have heard enough about him yep. and have seen enough highlights, plenty of highlights, and in fact he's still playing. Yeah, absolutely. Playing, what's he playing? Touch or something? He's playing. I, I played him in Australia a couple of years ago. Like, really? Moving incredibly slowly, but just fucking with everyone. Unbelievable to watch. Just yeah. an absolute wizard. So yeah, I think that um, it's a pretty safe choice because he's a, he's a club. He's a legend. He's yep. played three hundred games for him. Um, obviously, it was a gun. And as he said, it solves another problem. He put Schuster back it in the back row, and suddenly they're a lot better. Yeah. Now I had Cliff Lyons, Beaver, Gifty. Jeff Tuvey was one that stood out for me. Could play him, obviously, oh, yeah. at nine. Yeah. Uh, I think that Croker does a very good job. Uh, but given the opportunity to put a Jeff Tuvey in there with a little bit more upside. You know, I'd, it's funny you say that. So I did say they're pretty well balanced everywhere. Mm. I guess, like this time last year, especially now that Fainu 
he's, he's gone. It, it just shows how well Croker played that yeah. I kind of forgot that, like, he's not, he's a half, really. Yeah. Like, uh, he is a half. He's a half. Yes. So I was wrong. There actually is a spot, but like, he did so well that there's not. There's a spot to be improved, but I don't think there's a problem there. Great way of putting it. Like, if Manly, if Turbo was to play his best footy next year and Manly win a comp, it would surprise me, but I wouldn't be blown over. Mm. It, like, their spine just does what they're meant to do. They just, and I think that with a guy like Croker, it's, it's, he, he reminds me a lot of Matt Ballon. Mm. Matt Ballon's a better footballer, don't get me wrong, but there wasn't much attacking upside. You can just rely on him in defense. Yeah. And he just keeps a steady head the entire time. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jeff Tuvey's one you could bring back. Hate to say it, but we obviously saw Turbo get injured the other day as well. Once again, hopefully by the time you guys listen to this, we've got the results of the scans. But Brett Stewart, he's one you could consider. And I do wonder, mate, if you bring back Brett Stewart, do you maybe move Turbo into the centres and just give him a bit of a roaming role? It's weird. Like, I'd love to. I'd love to actually speak to NRL physio and like ask him all these questions because. Tough day at the office for him yesterday. Oh, I'm sure it would he have been. He was on holidays, I think, up at Byron. He said and he got absolutely fucking pounded. Really? I'm not surprised. But, like, I don't know anything about hamstrings. Yep. But it's said that he got injured. You should read a comment section. Everyone knows everything <laughs> about him, apparently. But the thing, the reporters, whoever was there, said that he did it while he was slowing down. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I just don't know how it works. Yeah, which I, I'm exactly the same. I've got no idea how it works, but so then that, that worried me more. But, like, but that's what I mean, like... How does that? How did, then? How does putting him at centre solve that? Yeah, is it like if it's if it's not you know because I read a few years ago that they were actually he actually needed to run like 10 40 meter sprints going like ninety percent or something to like strengthen it or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, was, I spoke to um, Roger Fabry a few weeks ago about that. Just happened to run into him. We were talking about it, and he was sort of saying how he would. I think he said that he would get him to do more high intensity stuff. Yeah, which is you know there's there's obviously a and you know to, 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 for me sitting there going fuck you want him to go 100 percent more isn't that going to give him more yeah. chance of injuring it but he sort of uh, and don't quote me at all please but he yeah. sort of said something along the lines of yeah but once you get him to used to going at that pace it can change everything so right, okay. I, but yeah I'm we're talking so far out of our asses here oh I got no idea it's not I'd love funny, to know fucking clueless yeah um so snake he's one I would consider for that reason uh mate the other outside back that I would seriously consider and we've spoken about him quite a bit I fucking love this guy Jamie Lyon oh yeah you could play him at six you could play him at center I just he's just a fantastic footballer um and if you were to put him on that Right edge, you could go DCE, Olakuatu, Jamie Lyon, maybe move Cole into the wing or move him to left centre. You know, could solve a, another problem there. But imagine a team, I just randomly thought of this. Imagine a team that like had, you know, a set of halves, whatever. Then you had like Glenn Stewart as one back rower. Then you had like Jamie Lyon as the centre. And then on the other side, you had like Wade Graham as a back rower. And then a team of like your best ball players in each position, yeah. sort of. Yeah, it'd be hectic. It'd be like, it'd probably be counterproductive. Yeah, be without sick. a doubt, it would. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it'd be fucking mad to watch. <laughs> that should be our next topic. Definitely. Mitch, write that down. <laughs> um, okay. The player I would go for, though. And I think that they've lost Marty to Powell. They are a little bit light in the front row. Uh, Spud Carroll came to mind for me, which I think would be a great pick. But. I'm going to pick a different player and one of the greatest forwards we've ever seen. And 
he arrived at Manly a couple of years ago and completely changed their attitude, turned it around, turned everything on its head. And I think that when you have a look at the way that Manly finished last season, they had a bit of controversy within the club uh, and it all sort of fell to shit. I don't think it happens if Ben Kennedy's in the in the Ah, true. So my play would be to bring Ben Kennedy, play him at 13, and probably play Jake Trevojevic in the front row. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, But BK, I remember talking to Michael Witt, and he just happened to be there at the time. Yeah. And he said that Ben Kennedy arrived, and he just took Gifty and Watmo under his wing, Mm. just showed them everything, and just changed the attitude of the club. Completely, The standards just took them to another level. And Ben Kennedy never won a premiership at Manly. But as soon as he arrived, he turned it around in two years. He retired, and then they went on that glory run. Oh. That, grand finals, that, premierships. Yeah, that Manly team's one of the best we've seen. And when you go back and you have a look, I think Manly started in 1947, so I think they picked their team of 70, 60 years or something. Mm. He only played two seasons, and Ben Kennedy got a spot in the team. Really? So. Yeah, so there's Bye. a lot about it. And the last two years of his career. So not like yeah. it was peak Ben Kennedy. He just arrived and said, we're not going to fuck around anymore. This is how we're going to do it. So wow. I think BK, he'd probably be, I think, Cliffy Lyons, very, very hard to leave out for me. But you and him, so I think yeah. I'll bring in Ben Kennedy into this side. I didn't expect that, but that's good. They're fucked it. Man, they've had some, they've had some players, man. And, mate, I am so confident there's other guns that we've forgotten. Oh, yeah. People leave in the comments 100%. I think it's crazy as well. And, like, obviously this gets spoken about a lot, but I hope Manly win a comp in the next few years because, mm-hmm. like, how crazy is it? They had the Stewart brothers and then they just had the Tavoyevich brothers. Yeah. And they're both a fullback and a... It's unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. fucked. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, like... And, and I think there's still one more Tavoyevich to really put his mark on this system mm. too. It's crazy. Um, yeah, mate, knowing the Manly Seagulls, when you have a look through the history of the club, they tend to win a comp every seven or eight years. Mm. It's been a while now. It's been 2011. Yeah, 11 years. They lost in 13, obviously. Yeah. But uh, controversially. Oh, I shouldn't have even made the grand final. South <laughs> were up 14 in the prelim. <laughs> Love that. All right. Uh, put your seatbelt on, Matty. This is George hard. Illawarra Dragons. This is. This tough. is this is tough. Yeah. This is brutal. Um, obviously, the Dragons, neither of us are overly high on the Dragons heading into next season. I'm probably a little bit higher on them because you've got them for the spoon. Yes. But I'm uh, I'm not that far Well, I've got them yet. for the spoon. Like, um, I haven't, like, done my spoon spoon, but, like, I've got them as a – they're paying, like, $9 for the spoon, best value for the spoon. But I do okay. think – but, like, that's what I meant. But, like, I do think – they're a fucking good chance at it. Yeah, I, I, I think there'll be a bottom four side. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Um, but as we said the other day, the Dragons, they just, they're just they just like a cockroach. They just fucking they just hang, hang in there, don't yeah. they? They don't die. But, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the heading to next season, and there's a lot of spots in this team um, that you could try and fill. And, mate, if I was to pick mine, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, the one position I'm confident with the Dragons is halfback. I'm bringing back a halfback. I'm bringing back Jamie Sowart and I'm playing Ben Hunt at nine. Wow. Uh, and I understand how fucking ridiculous that is because he's the one guy I know will do a job. But I just think you've got your best player there, Ben Hunt. I want him to play his best position, which is hooker. And I think Sowart could come back. And I still think Jamie could walk into rugby league today and have the best kicking game. 
He was a fucking freak, Sowie. I love One comp with the team. Yeah. Goal kicker can do it all. I would happily have Sowie at seven. Uh, partner him up with one of these young blokes and then have Ben Hunt at nine. And I think you can sort of change the way that you play. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, you've stumped me. I was gonna go sour. It's 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 funny. It's hard. It's so it's so hard because you can put. You're right. Like Ben Hunt's their best player. Yep. But it just it seems like Soward is the best option to come back because man, what he could do was just the, the other one I would consider is Trent Barrett. Another oh, one yeah. that I think people forget how good Trent Barrett was. Yeah, that's true. He's another one I'd be more than happy to bring back. Fullback's another spot. There's a bit of a question mark around there. Obviously, they've got a Clive Churchill medalist and Darius Boyd. Darius, yeah. The other one I was thinking was Dean Young. Yep. Um, you can play him at hooker, but you can also play him in the forwards. Nine's a problem, isn't it? Nine's, nine's an issue because, um, I mean, if Little does, if Little gets COVID, like not even injured, if he, if he misses a week, who's the hooker? Who's the hooker? You're looking at Bud Sullivan again. So it's... Uh, yeah, they're in a pretty grim spot there. You've obviously got Dean Young you could bring back. You've Nathan got Nathan Fien. Brown, Nathan Fiend. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of options there. You know, I'm going to go... The great Dean Mick Young. Ennis. I'm going to go Dean Young. Dean Young. Because then I'm happy to back Little in to start at, at nine, but... And then and then Young would walk into the team anyway. And then if needed, you can put him a hooker if a little goes down or if a little needs a break or whatever. I'm going, oh. I'm going Dean Young. I think they need they need someone like that. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Dean Young actually ends up back there next year. I wouldn't be yeah? surprised if he replaces Hook. Have you noticed how similar he looks to Todd Payton? It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in the box I'm like, seen double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very similar. <laughs> Thank fuck I grew my hair back too because my mate's in the same <laughs> fucking category. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Dean Young's a good shout. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that could potentially be the next coach of the Dragons. Obviously, yeah. he's up at the Cowboys doing really good things. Dragons have already let us know that their coach is under pressure before a ball is kicked. Yeah. Um, as far as Dragons go, mate, though, like obviously they've had other great players during the last, you know, 20, 23 years, whatever it's been. But um, I think the two that stand out for me as a kid were Gaznier and Cooper, but... Sully and Lomax. Yeah, they got two guns. Don't get me already. wrong, Cooper and Gaz are better players. Yeah. But I don't think it's their biggest problem. It's probably their second biggest strength, yes. to be honest. <laughs> probably, yeah. That's probably In fact, fair. definitely. The only other one that I would have considered, mate, was uh, bringing back like a Luke Bailey in the front row. Yeah. I thought that would have been nice. Yeah. Even like a, a Mick Wayman as well. Could be could be another one to bring in. I, and like I for a, for a small moment, I thought about someone like B-Moz or Nightingale, but... I think their, their problems start a bit more infield than their wingers. Yeah. I think yeah. their priorities, yeah, lay elsewhere. Jeremy Smith's the other one I would have considered. Oh, that's I true. love He's Jeremy He's Smith. He's just, yeah. Anyway. Jeremy Smith, your Bo Scott, your Ben Craze, these sort of guys. Plenty of options. If you bring him back. There. Fuck, that was a good, that was an underrated combo. Soward and uh, Bo, Bo Scott. Bodyguard. Yeah. Kevin Costner. He was a freak, Bo Scott. He, fuck, he was a good player. I love when he gave it to um, GI in Origin. Yeah. It was the best. 
Unreal. Um, all right. We leave the Dragons there. Tough, but... Uh, Tough gig. Yeah, Sal probably would have been my first choice, but I'm, I'm happy with Dean Young. Yeah. Yeah. Brisbane Broncos. Another very interesting one. Uh, obviously, some of the greatest players of all time have played there in the last 30 or 40 years. Uh, I look at the Broncos as it stands right now. They've got the halfback. So that rules out Alf for me. Yeah. One of the greatest sevens we've ever seen. I don't need him back in. You could, I mean, you could bring him back to play 5'8", but I just... I think, I think there's other options there that are better. Darren Lockyer, yeah. one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Uh, could play six, could play one. The world's best 5'8 or fullback, depending on what year you're looking at. He's a guy that you could bring back to play 5'8 or fullback. Uh, you play him at 5'8, you could leave Reese Walsh at fullback, or you could play him at fullback and maybe move Reese Walsh to 5'8, Ezra Mam, 14. So many options, and then so many big forwards to choose from that are just to instill that old DNA that the Broncos have always had. Yeah. What direction are you looking in? I was hoping you'd go first, but... Um, Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, I am going to go for... You've obviously got Adam Reynolds at halfback, Reese Walsh at fullback, Ezra Mam at six. I'm still sort of deciding between two spots. There's two guys that I... One of two guys I would bring back, and I think you'll actually go with a different option. I've got a feeling, but we'll see. Darren Lockyer, I think he's the obvious one. Yeah. I think he'd be fantastic to bring back. If I did bring back Lockie, uh, I would probably play him at 5'8", and I'd probably turn Ezra Mam into a 14. But if you're going to do that, you don't have the hooker that can play 80 minutes. Yeah. So that's where a problem arises, obviously. And I don't know if I'd want Ezra jumping into hooker. But I just think having Lockyer in the side yeah. would be unbelievable. But then there is the argument that this is Adam Reynolds' team. Yeah. They don't need someone else. They, they don't need another chief to come in to own this side, realistically. So my other option, mate, Gordon Tallis. Mm. Just to bring him into the back row. And as we said, that old Broncos DNA, he has just got a fuck you attitude. He understands the Broncos through and through. Uh, and I just, I don't think, if Gordon Tallis was in this squad... I don't think they would have missed the eight in the last two or three years. I really don't. Because they've always had the talent, but it was the attitude and everything that completely fell apart. Put Talos back in there. And I'm kind of slowly convincing myself that Talos might be my guy, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, right. Who are you going for? Well, that's interesting because I was hoping you'd go first to eliminate one of my three and he wasn't one of my three. He wasn't one of them. Come I mean, on. no, it's a, it's a very fair shout. Yeah. Like, I'd love Talos back in. I just, I just, for some reason, didn't think um, of like a back rower. So I was. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Lockyer. It's Lockie, it's too. Yeah. It's just. He's gonna be an immortal. It's too hard. It's, you can't leave him out. I'd put him at six. I'd keep Reese Walsh. Yeah, I'd, I definitely would ha- have Lockyer at six and keep Reese Walsh at fullback. At fullback, yeah. Um. So does, does Ezra Man miss your side then, or? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. Tough, I don't want it? him to because yeah. he's so good. But and you're right. Like then, then one of the hookers have to play for eighty. It's a really good point. Um, and we can't decide which of the four hookers will play for 40, so deciding which one plays 80 is yeah. a tough fucking gig. Man, it's tough, but I just can't not bring back Lockyer. Like, I just I have to I have to bring him back. Um, so maybe Ezra Mem will miss out, unfortunately. Tough. Um, which is fucked because Ezra is, man, I'm so keen to watch him this year. It's it's so good, and thankfully, you know, this is just purely hypothetical. He's, he's going to be a star. Ezra Mam, I, I can't wait to watch him play. And I reckon if we had this conversation in, in six months, 12 months, my uh, probably answer would be maybe a little different. Maybe 
I don't know. Maybe I'd bring back Berrigan. Who knows? That's going to be my next question. Sean Berrigan. He's yeah. obviously a Clive Churchill medalist in the Brisbane Broncos. Um, was a centre, halfback, hooker, 5'8". Incredible player, Sean Berrigan. We've spoken about him a lot on the off-season, but uh, he's a guy that would be perfect coming into this yep. team, wouldn't he? he oh, he'd be fantastic. Like, that's what they need. They need, yeah. you know, that number nine. But I think as well, if you asked me 12 months ago, if you asked me a year ago this question... I reckon I would have gone Petro because mm -hmm. they're... Petro over Shane? Oh, flip a coin. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, actually, I don't, I, don't, I don't really know which one. Ask. I reckon if you ask 100 people, you have 50 on one side, yeah. 50 on the other. Yeah. Um, because they had such a, like a, they have such a young forward pack and they, they were like crying out for a leader, especially in the forwards. Sorry. Now, um, obviously, like, Paddy Carrigan's turning into a bit of a leader. Like, Payne has got another year, so maybe they don't need him as much. I'd still think right now he'd be fantastic for them because yeah. they're still a young pack. Um, sure. So, yeah, Petro or, or Shane Webb could be fantastic as well. Now, before we go, I want to put you in the coach's box mm. with your hypothetical of Adam Reynolds playing halfback, Darren Lockyer at six, Reese Walsh at one. Yep. <clears throat> Round one. Maurice Walsh does an ACL. Touchwood doesn't happen. Yeah. Does Lockie go to fullback? Yeah. Ezra, yeah. Definitely. Then you make the change. Then I'll make the change, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's only because you got Walsh, who's a fucking superstar. Yeah. Rising superstar, already superstar, whatever you want to call him. Um, already there at one. Ezra Mims, he's only played half a year, so I'm I'm giving it to Reese Walsh based off that. Well yeah, handled, coach. Very well handled there. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us once again on the off-season. Our next episode, we'll be going through the next four sides, which are the bottom four sides of the top eight. So I think we're talking Canberra, South Sydney, Roosters, Melbourne. That's going to be a fucking cracker. Really mm. looking forward to that one. Plenty of options there. So stay tuned for that one. And we're going to have more Best 17s coming your way this week as well. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, guys, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff for us. Appreciate you always. Talk to you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.